Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, and today's book review is Marry Him, The Case for Settling for Mr. Good Enough. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an incredibly important book. I've been looking for this book for a while. Modern dating life has gotten all sorts of screwed up, and everybody knows it. Dating is, incre- is near impossible in today's age. And there's two sides to this, both the male side and the female side. And both genders got absolutely screwed up. A great book on the male side getting screwed up is No More Mr. Nice Guy. I already did that book. That covers the nice guy syndrome. This book covers what I call the princess syndrome. Basically, women's expectations of the caliber of man that they deserve to get has priced them out of the market. This book was written as a warning to all the women out there. This is a book that every woman, every single woman should read. Gentlemen, it's a great book for you to listen to too. In fact, it's a very entertaining book, to be honest. The author is a very fun joyful person and she writes it kind of like a autobiography it's her journey in discovering that she screwed up and the prologue was so good i'm just going to straight up read it because she starts it off with a analogy and it's called the husband store a new store has opened a husband store there's a sign at the entrance you may visit the husband store only once there are six floors and the value of, of the value of the products increase on each successive floor the shopper can choose any item from a particular floor or go up to shop on the next floor, but she cannot go back down except to exit the building. So a woman goes into the store. On the first floor, the sign on the door reads, Floor 1, Men Who Have Good Jobs. That's nice, she thinks, but I want more. So she continues upward, where the sign reads, Floor 2, Men Who Have Good Jobs and Love Kids. She's intrigued, but continues on to the third floor, where the sign reads, Floor 3, men who have good jobs, love kids, and are extremely handsome. Wow, she thinks, but feels compelled to keep going. Floor 4, men who have good jobs, love kids, are extremely handsome, and help equally with the housework. It can't get better than this, she exclaims, but the voice inside her asks, or can it? She goes up and reads the sign. Floor 5, men who have good jobs, love kids, are extremely handsome helps equally with the housework, and has a great sense of humor. Having found what she's looking for, she's tempted to stay, but something prompts her to go to the sixth floor, where the sign reads, You are the visitor 42,215,602nd person on this floor. There are no men on this floor. This floor only exits to prove that women are impossible to please. Thank you for shopping at the husband's store. Please note, to avoid gender bias charges, the store's owner opened a wife's store right across the street. The first floor had wives who love sex. The second floor has wives who love sex and are kind. The third floor has wives who love sex, are kind, and like sports. The fourth and fifth and sixth floors have never been visited. So again, this is a female author talking about basically women pricing themselves out of the market. So here 
is the next section. Okay, here are the qualities off the top of my head in no particular order that I would be on my shopping list if I visited a husband's store. Intelligent, kind, extremely funny, curious, loves kids, financially stable, emotionally stable, sexy, romantic, passionate, compassionate, irreverent, intuitive, generous, same religion but not too religious, optimistic but not naive, ambitious but not a workaholic, talented but humble, warm but not clingy, grounded but not boring, soulful but not new agey, vulnerable but not weak, quirky but not weird, free-spirited but responsible, charismatic but genuine, strong but sensitive, athletic but not sports nut. Open-minded, but has conviction. Decisive, but not bossy. Mature, but not old. Creative, but not an artist. Supportive of my dreams and goals. Has a sense of wonderment about the world. Is close to my age. Shares my cultural references. Good listener and communicator. Flexible and can compromise. Sophisticated, well-educated, and well-traveled. Has been around over 5'10", but under 6 foot. Has a full head of hair. Wavy and dark would be nice. No blondes. Has shared political views, has shared values, is not into sci-fi or, or comic books, has good sense, has good taste slash sense of aesthetics, healthy, conscious, and physically fit. Cares about the community at a large, community at large, cares about animals, competent, handy around the house, cooks, likes the outdoors, likes my friends, not moody, trustworthy, a team player, is literally, is literary and enjoys wordplay, is math or science oriented, oriented. Likes discussing, but not arguing, about politics and world events. Stylish. Stimulating. Not a slob. Is madly in love with me. We'll talk about this more in just a sec. But if your list is more than, let's say, five things, your list is ridiculous. And I can guarantee almost every woman who's single, who's listening to this, has a list that sounds a lot more like the list I just read than a five-thing list. You've spent your entire life building up this dream guy, and he doesn't exist. Especially not in today's age, where, like I already mentioned, it, there's two sides to this. The dream guys not only don't exist just because you're insane with your lists, but also because most of the guys have become well below average. The problem is, ladies, by having that list, it's not hurting... Actually, it does hurt the guys. In fact, it's really annoying. But by having that list, the person who you're hurting the most is yourselves because you are literally pricing yourself out of the market and let me tell you your options when you're 30 when you're 40 are really slim so you can either divorce your list now or you can divorce your list 20 years from now and have very slim pickings the choice is yours gentlemen here's an important tidbit for you this is one of the most take important takeaways that you can take from this book ladies constantly talk about I'd rather be lonely than bored. Do not be boring. It is very important to be entertaining, to bring a little bit of spice to a woman's life. Women will divorce you out of boredom. However, that's not the point of what I wrote there. So here are some examples of being crazy, ladies. I'd rather be lonely than bored. I'd rather not have anybody than occasionally have a boring interaction with them. Another example, they're too much or not enough of something. I want a guy who's smart, but not too smart. I want a guy who's athletic, but not too athletic. I want a guy who shares his emotions, but is not too weak. Very few people will fit within your very narrow parameters of what's enough of something. And this leads to the problem that a lot of us face, and that brings us to the desperate butt picky. You are 
desperately alone. You can't wait to not be single. But you're still way too picky, which is why you're going to stay single. An example, I want someone to buy me flowers, but not the cheap flowers. You will be able to find plenty of guys who will buy you flowers, but if you're over particular about what type of flowers he gets you, I've known women who get upset with a man because he bought her yellow flowers instead of pink flowers, even though he should have known that I like the pink flowers. He bought you flowers. This is the princess syndrome. This is what I'm talking about. This book covers it really well. And here's the problem with being too picky in that kind of regard. Eventually, all the good enough guys will get married and you will be too old to be asked out. The problem is, while you are being picky, you are aging and you are losing time. While simultaneously, all the good enough guys that are your age are getting snatched up by the women who are, who are not insane. And unfortunately, you will eventually reach the point where you are too old to be asked out by any high caliber guy, period. And all the good enough guys will have already been taken. And in her book, she gives some examples of single guys telling stories. Uh, one, one guy, girl broke up with me because I didn't dress nice. Now she has a guy who dresses nice and doesn't call. If they can't find the perfect guy at 30, they get even pickier and now they're 40. I was actually talking with my sister just the other day, and I made the comment, I was purposely being a, I'm an older brother, so I was being a pest, I made the comment of, once you're 24 years old, you're undateable. And to her, I was making a joke, but the statement is somewhat true. If you're still single at 24, that, to me at least, is a red flag. It means something's wrong. So all these women who are 30 plus are getting even more picky and their value as dateable partners is plummeting. And if that wasn't bad enough news, ladies, this is the worst part. The men you're trying to date have zero sympathy for you. Like, I try to have sympathy, but I even have zero sympathy. Because the men, from the ages of 16 to, let's say, 30, spend their entire lifetime being ignored by you, being emotionally abused by you, being friend-zoned by you, being rejected by you being told that they are not good enough to date you. And then you get, let's say, 30. And now the roles reverse. The men who are still single, because most of them have been snatched up by this point, are bitter, and they're finally becoming a hot commodity, and you are becoming not a hot commodity. And they have zero sympathy for you. They're like, well, I can date this 20-year-old, and you thought you were too good for me, and now you're older. And you want me now, but I don't want you because I can get this 20-year-old now. So, good luck. So it's really unfortunate, but they're going to have no sympathy for you. You're not going to get any big breaks. They're like, but I'm really funny. Like, who cares? You're old. So that's the danger. And once you fall into that pit, you're in some serious trouble. Unless you divorce your list almost entirely. Next important point, women. I want you to understand this so that way you're not wasting time with men who are just playing you. Men know that what you are is what they get. Men will know almost instantly if they would be willing to marry you. I've had this discussion with plenty of female friends before. Girls, they need lots of interactions with you to know if you'd be someone that they'd be willing to date. Men, if they talk to you for like 10 minutes, they know if they'd be willing to date you. 
And usually after the first date, they know if they'd be willing to marry you. So if you've been dating a boy for months, for years, and he hasn't, and he's not willing to commit, he's never going to be willing to commit, period. There's no exceptions. Don't think that you're the rare exception and you can change him. No exceptions. If he's not willing to commit to you, if he doesn't think that you're going to be a prize and want to lock that down, he's not interested in, in you and you need to move on. Next important takeaway. Modern day dating is stupid. Modern day people think, or modern day marriage is stupid. Modern days, in the modern days, people think that their, if, if their every needs are not met, that something is wrong. This goes for both guys and girls, but but it is in very visible a very visible problem in the modern day woman. Your husband is not supposed to meet all of your needs. He is not supposed to check every single box of what you wanted in a boy. He is your companion. He's there to keep you from being lonely. That's it. Now, it is, or that's not it. He's there to the family proclamation, which I'll talk about near the end of the season, talks about what, like the bare minimum of what you need in the spouse for both males and females. But primarily, their job is to be your companion. They're not going to meet every single one of your needs. And if one of those needs is not getting met, find a female friend, in the case of ladies and men, find a male friend to help meet that need. The reason why I stress your same gender is because... If it's the opposite gender, that's how infidelity can start, and that's really bad. The reason why divorce was so rare in previous generations versus now, because now we think if something's, if a need's not getting met, something's wrong, and that means we need to have a divorce. So that way I can go find somebody who will meet all of my needs. Guess what? There's not a single person on the planet who will ever meet all of your needs. Versus previously, in previous generations, the attitude was just, it gets hard sometimes, and you just have to deal with it because the marriage covenant is more important than the short duration, short can mean a couple of years, short duration of needs not being met. And going back to that list and the making, trying to find somebody who meets all of your needs, checks all of your boxes, meets everything on your list. And this, I went back and made sure I got this word for word. The attitude of Prince Charming or nothing just equals old and single. If your attitude is that he has to meet all these needs, check all these boxes, or I won't date him, all that does is price you out of the market. You're going to end up old and single and very bitter. Because guess what? Life gets really lonely as you get older if you have not found somebody to build a family with. And nothing is more fulfilling than a family, especially for women. But it's not just your attitudes. You got screwed over by the idea that you have to climb the corporate ladder. While you're busy climbing the corporate ladder, all the quality guys are getting snatched up. So time to start divorcing your list. Skip the objective and focus on the subjective. For example, ditch his height, ditch income, ditch hair color. Objective things. Doesn't matter what car he drives. It doesn't matter what his style is. It doesn't matter if he has slightly yellow teeth. That's what teeth whitening is for. Instead, you need to focus on the subjective things, something that you can only tell, especially with ladies, you can only tell after you've spent some time with them. How selfless are they? Are they humble? Men, this goes for you too. Ditch the 
ob objective things too, like for instance, hair color. Do you really care what color her eyes are? Or do you just care about how pretty her face is overall? You don't have to have super detailed objective lists. Focus on things like how supportive is she? Is she encouraging? Is she annoying? Next important point. Respond to the ones already interested in you. If they're not interested in you, you're just wasting your time. People don't really change their minds that often. Those are the ones that you should nurture. They're interested in you. So, so what if they're a little shorter than what you like? Especially, ladies, if you're already starting to get older. If somebody's interested in you, and they're not absolutely unbearably abysmal smelling, you probably should give them a chance. And that's another time where it's a double cut punch to women, because the ones who are interested in them are almost always usually the ones that women reject. Women like to pursue the guys that are not interested in them, because it's a challenge. Problem is a challenge. If you bite too much, you end up alone. Next, broaden your filter. I've already touched on this a little bit. Go after the guys that are not meeting your every checkbox. Go after the guy that's shorter than you. Or at least allow the guy to go after you. Because here's the problem. You're not going out after a 10. You're just not. Let's just say a 10 is the top 10% of men. You are not going after the top 10% of men. On average, you have insane expectations of men. And the guys you describe, the guys in your head, they are usually 0.01% of men. They are the top of the top of the top. And let's face it. Why would he actually, genuinely be interested in you? If he's the top of the top of the top, he has his plethora of women. Why would he be interested at all in a fat old lady with three kids when he can go after the 20-year-old supermodel who loves to bake? Why would he be interested in somebody who's grumpy all the time when he can go have fun with a super joyful 18-year-old? You need to widen your filters. And this is the part that really bugs me with my female friends. Because I'm a friendly guy. Like on here, I'm kind of blunt. I'm blunt in person too. But on here, I'm kind of blunt. But in person, I'm a very cheerful, friendly person. So I have lots of friends. And not to sound too egotistical, but I am a pretty decent catch. So I have lots of women come after me. And so I turn down lots of women on a regular basis. And every once in a while, I'll make one of them my friend. And these women, some of them, in fact, I'm thinking of one in particular, are not attractive women. If you have not been on a, if you have not been asked on a date in over a year, you are not a highly sought after woman. That's just the facts. I'm sorry. My friends who fit into that category, they'll be on a dating app and I'll be sitting next to them and they'll be ruling guys out for the stupidest of reasons. Their filter is so narrow. They're like, eh, his smile kind of looks silly. Like, oh, he likes chess. That must mean he's a nerd, and I can't date a nerd. I'm like, you haven't had a date in over a year. And that goes into the next point. Quit ruling people out over stupid stuff. You are not wasting time by giving them a chance. You are wasting time by being too picky and pricing yourself out of the market. Because it doesn't matter who you're looking for if he is not looking for you. Sure, you can go after the 6'2", hot, successful, charismatic man. But if you're a 4, 
your chances of success are literally zero. So quit ruling these people out with just the minorest of stupid reasons. She gives an example of, in, in her book, uh, she's on a dating app with a friend who's coaching her, and she wants to rule this one guy out because he likes this one particular movie. And because he likes that one particular movie, that must mean this. And the fr guy friend is just like, you made all those assumptions because he likes this one particular movie. You don't even know him. And guess what? You have quirks too. For example, I don't like ice cream. I've been rejected by many a woman because I don't like ice cream. That is something that does not matter. And if the men were being as judgmental as you are, you would never have a shot. List your quirks out. You want somebody who isn't moody but tolerates your moodiness. If you require that someone fills your perfect picture, the f your filter is, if your filter is too tight and if you... If you require that someone fills your perfect picture, you're in for a long-term relationship with your fantasies. Where are, where are all the good guys? You can't see them with your nose in the air. So I am definitely going over. So we'll kind of go through this next section really quick because it's honestly the least important of all of these. So maximizers versus satisfactors. Maximizers are, is this the best I can do? Most modern women are maximizers, and you're pricing yourself out of the market. I am a maximizer. That is why I'm still single, and I will freely admit that. I have gone on multiple dates where people were like, wow, she was really nice. What'd you think of her? And while I was on the date, I was like, is this the best I can do? So maximizers are people who are constantly asking that question. Is this the best I can do? They are almost always single for a very long time. Satisfactors are, well, they make me happy. This is good enough. Yeah, sure, they have these problems, but that's fine. Moving in together is a bad idea. Point blank, statistically, your, your chances of being divorced are increased exponentially if you move in together beforehand. Because it's kind of the idea of a return policy. Like, well, we can sh see if we can, we'll tolerate each other now, but I want one foot out the door just in case. Every eight becomes a six over time. When you first meet the person, they're exciting, they're new. And then you get to know them, and they drop to a 7. Then they drop to a 6. You get used to it. Maximizing men will waste your time. If you don't choose, if you don't make a decision, if you don't commit to one man, you'll end up alone. The exact guys who were interested in you five years ago will have no desire to date you now. If you reject first and ask questions later, you're in trouble. She calls it a gag reflex. You're like, what kind of movie? He likes what kind of movie? Another one. She re wanted to reject a guy because he was smiling and him smiling she actually titled this chapter just because he's happy doesn't mean he's gay next gag, gag reflex Spare, spelling error that must mean he's dumb or maybe he just made a typo now we're moving into going back to the nice guy syndrome alpha versus nice you want the leader who's the president but you have veto power you want the ambitious guy but have him put you first what does the alpha male get out of you. Especially if you're a boss babe. That just sounds like a headache. You probably should go for a nice guy. There's only a very limited small amount of non, of leader men. That's why they're leaders. They're a small minority of the population. You are probably not a 10. You're probably not a young 10. Next point. 
Your man isn't supposed to be your friend who you gossip with. He's your partner. I've already talked about this a little bit. And guess what? Marriage, this is the final point. Marriage is boring. It's not your partner's fault that it's boring. Marriage is just boring. And by divorcing them, you're not going to find anything better. For one, you're older now. Your options are more limited. You're less valuable of a partner. I will not date somebody who's been previously married, period. Again, I'm overly picky, which is why I'm still single, but I know plenty of men who will not date someone who's been previously married. That's a major red flag to men. Marriage is boring. I'm sorry. You're going to have boring moments. It's not your spouse. And by divorcing them and going after the new shiny thing isn't going to make your life better. Because guess what? That new shiny thing is going to get boring too. So it is very important to narrow down to what really matters. Needs versus wants is not a waste of time to give them a chance. I already said that. You are wasting your time by not giving them a chance. If a guy asks you out and he's not sending danger signals, give him a chance, period. Especially if you're getting older. And she says, you only get three needs. You only get three things on your list. The reason why I said five is because sometimes people have unnegotiable needs like sharing a religious belief. You only get three needs. How tall he is, is should not be on that list. For example, some of my needs are, she has to be a Latter-day Saint. I am overly picky on looks. I have freely admitted that, but I have to be attracted to her. That's a period need for every man. Unfortunately, what I find attractive is ridiculous. So, she has to be LDS. She has to be attractive. I have to actually enjoy her company. She has to be willing to move with me to where I'm building my life and my business. Those are some examples. Notice, height was not on that. How much the guy makes is not should not be on that. You get three needs. Three to five needs. Because love is practical. You're not in a romance novel. I'm sorry. When you're young, you think the price of compromise is too high. When you get older, you find out the cost of not compromising was way too high. Enjoy being single for life. Then she talks about pricing yourself out of the market. I've already laced that through this book or through this episode because your value is determined by the buyer, not the seller. If you put something for a certain price, like he has to meet all of these needs and no guys are lining up to meet those needs, that means you've priced yourself out of the market. Interesting factoid. Statistically, arranged marriages are more satisfying and successful than love-focused marriages. That's because marriage and long-term relationships are more about practicality than love. You will grow to love the person. And one of the hypotheses for why this works is you go into the relationship thinking, all right, how do we make this work versus is this going to work? <clears throat> and you shift from a me focus to an us focus. So what if you're not... Ex Actually, uh, make sure you shift your mind from a me focus to an us focus when you're in... When you get married. So what if you're not happy in this exact moment of the marriage? That doesn't matter. Your personal happiness does not matter at this point. She doesn't say this, but I would add especially if you have kids. If there is nothing criminally wrong with your spouse, you almost certainly should just stay in the marriage. Even if you're not happy at this exact moment. Work on building the happiness in the marriage with them, loving them more instead of leaving it. Because if you divorce your husband just because you want more, odds are you will never get it. 
Similarities on core things is important, like for instance, same religious beliefs. If you're a very politically charged person, you probably shouldn't date somebody who's politically charged on the other side of the aisle. You'll work differently, you'll have different interests, that's fine. The core things are all that matter. And then the final point, and this was, like I said at the very beginning, this wasn't a happy book, this was a warning. Well, I did say it was a happy book, but it wasn't a happy ending. This isn't a happy ending book. As of the writing of this book, the author was still single, and her dating options were very slim, because she's 40-something now, and she priced herself out of the market. And now that she's 40-something, her options are 70-year-old men or really creepy men, and she's not really interested in either of those. Every once in a while, you might get the occasional good date at that age, but if you price yourself out of the market, you're in for a very long and lonely road. Anyway, once again, this book, this episode probably going to get me in trouble. So if you want to yell at me, I am more than happy to respond on my Instagram. With that, I will see you all next week.